Hello, Internet, and welcome to the podcast. My name's Noelle. And my name's Nalia. And we are the Afterthoughts. Yeah, we definitely were not supposed to happen. (laughs) (laughs) We are two sisters who also happen to be best friends. Join us as we try to navigate our college and post-grad lives. What's up, everybody? Hello. Welcome back. We have got an exciting episode lined up for today. But first, Nalia, <laughs> what is up? Literally nothing but the worst week of my life. That's a mood. Uh, yeah, started off real bad. Just stress, you know, the vibes. Um, And then today, you know, just twisted my ankle in front of my entire class and gym. So that was fun. Nice. I think you need to specify it wasn't just gym. It was <laughs> elementary education gym class. <laughs> it's I actually... think that's an important part of the story. <laughs> Physical education for elementary school teachers. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's the Amazing. correct title. It's okay. I bounced back pretty quick. So. <laughs> how has your week been i had a pretty good week until today it was just kind of shit um i went to the den well this isn't the only reason it was a shit day but i went to the dentist today which i hate the dentist i have mixed opinions because one the actual experience was amazing and i feel like i should tell a little bit about it well, my since I started my new job, my insurance changed. So I was on the hunt for a new dentist here in Atlanta. And I got an Instagram ad for this dentist because I was Google searching so many. Uh, and it's kind of like a boutique dentist. That's the best way I know how to describe it. So it's very aesthetic. You no, know, lots of neon signs. Very minimalistic decor. (laughs) When you make your appointment, you get to pick like what flavoring you want, what you want on the TV, and something else I don't remember. Not important. But yeah, it was like amazing. (laughs) The people were all so nice. I walk in and it's like a suite, basically. You Mm -hmm. hang your coat, hang your jacket. There's a big TV and all it says on the TV is this suite was prepared just for you, Noelle. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And then you sit down and the lady was so nice. She was asking me all kinds of questions. We were really getting to know each other. And then we're getting started with the exam and she hands me some massive Dr. Dre Beats headphones, which is connected (laughs) to the TV. And then she hands me the little remote. I can pick what I wanted to watch. I picked Love It or List It, of course. (laughs) What else? And then she gives me three options of Warby Parker sunglasses to choose from. (laughs) So I looked like a material girl. (laughs) She lays me back. The TV's on the ceiling so you can watch while they're doing your mouth. It was honestly an amazing experience. Other than the fact that I now have four more dentist appointments to correct everything that's wrong. So 
I'm glad I like it because we're really going to get to know each other. (laughs) (laughs) That is tragic. Yeah. Very unfortunate. But also great. Yeah. It's great, but also terrible. Um, So I have to go back to get a deep clean, possibly having to go two different times. And then I have two cavities, so I have to get filling. That's another appointment. Then another appointment where I (laughs) potentially will have to get my wisdom teeth taken out. Oh my gosh. So part of me is just like, what if I just ghost them and just never, (laughs) never go to the dentist again? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't feel any pain or anything. I didn't even know anything was wrong with me. And I show up and they're just giving me this list of everything that's wrong with me. It's very annoying. This is why I don't go to the dentist. (laughs) Well, maybe that's why you should. (laughs) So yeah, mixed opinions on it being a great time and also a terrible time. (laughs) So I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) And now that we've talked about Noel's dentist experience for the last five minutes. It was a very long-winded story, but I just felt like it was a fun little thing that I should share. (laughs) I actually have a photo, a selfie that I took with my Beats and my Warby Parker sunglasses on. I'll send it to you later. It's really funny. (laughs) I can't wait. My new screensaver. Yeah. Anyways, I think that we should add a little segment to the beginning after we give our updates to share with the audience something that we're obsessed with. TBD on the name of this little segment. For now, I'm just going to call it things we're obsessed with. So (laughs) this can range pretty much from anything to products, to people, to music, anything that you are just really loving in the last week. So, Nalia, what are you obsessed with this week? Well, in the past week, I know it's not really enough time to really see results or anything from it, but I had a really bad experience with skincare in the last year of my life, and I'm just trying to get that together. Um, And I started a whole new routine. And the one thing that I could not find that I liked was a face sunscreen Mm -hmm. because I am so pale. And you know when you put on sunscreen and it kind of gives you like that white ghostly look? Yes, exactly. That's (laughs) what I'm talking about. I just did not want that. And I could not deal with that. And I couldn't find anything that didn't give me that. So I just got the Glossier facial sunscreen and I am obsessed it is clear it feels like you're putting on a serum rather than heavy lotion and because I like moisturize after and it's so light and it just makes me glow and I love it and I'm obsessed wow I love that for you and honestly kudos (laughs) to you for even wearing sunscreen I definitely need to do better about that I wear it like in the summer when I'm no, I'm going to be outside, but on a mm-hmm. daily basis, I definitely should do better. So good for you. I recommend it doesn't even feel like sunscreen. It just feels like a fun extra step to your skincare routine. So I tend Is it to expensive? Recommend. Like it's not going to break the bank. I believe, <laughs> I believe it was somewhere between 15 and $20. Oh, that's not bad. I currently but have the not... super goop one, which is like $50 and it's like oh, fine, okay. but it's not 
worth $50. Well, I'm a broke college student. (laughs) So I definitely recommend. What have you been obsessed with? I have been obsessed with a specific TikToker lately. And I feel like the world is kind of obsessed with him right now. I think he's amazing. I love everything about him. I love his energy. I think he's hilarious. And I just feel like we are growing up with him. And I think it's really fun. For those of who don't know, he lives in New York and he lives in like the smallest New York apartment possible pretty much. Did um, you just see how much shares. he pays for that apartment? Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, continue. He shows, you know, behind the scenes what it's like to live in this small ass apartment. He shows, you know, what he eats every day, which is like <laughs> just Nothing. like a jar of peanut butter, basically. <laughs> That he but buys the on the street. Like, yeah, yeah, he does. He buys it from a woman on the street. Um, but I just love his adventures. The whole thing, if people aren't familiar, the reason why, I mean, he was already popular, but it really made him blow up when he was, I guess, was it Juilliard that he had an audition for? Yeah. Yeah, it And was. then he got rejected, basically, and, like, the world blew up. People were in <laughs> Juilliard's DMs, like... <laughs> Accept this man you're insane like he made the headlines he was on like the today show talking about it like this yeah. man is a king is. and i think he's gonna go far one day he did just sign to a modeling agency though i did, did you see, see that? that i think he would be a great model i think so too i think he he's like got a, a lot of expressions the, he did like a behind the scenes tiktok of his first photo shoot that i just saw on like my for you page yesterday Love him. Want nothing but the best. His name is Axel. Axel Weber. Put some respect on his name. Seriously. (laughs) Give the man what he deserves. (laughs) All right. Now, let's get in to the juicy, juicy content of today's episode. The The deep stuff. I know. This is like a really depressing topic to be talking about when we both had shitty weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> this should be a really fun time. But we are going to talk about divorce, not our divorce, but our <laughs> parents' divorce and just kind of how it affected us growing up. I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of different podcasts and I feel like there is a really big divorce side of podcasts, but it's like for people who are going through a divorce, but I haven't mm-hmm. really seen much support for the people who are not necessarily going through the divorce, but are affected by the divorce. So I just mm-hmm. thought it would be an interesting topic to talk about our experience, how we dealt with it, how it affected us and all that good stuff. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of crazy that there aren't that many resources out there. I feel like for children of divorce, just because the numbers now are like 50% of marriages today and in divorce. And that yeah. is not an easy thing for a kid or an adult to go through, you know, no matter what, what's going on. It's, it's not, it's not easy. So we want it to be some type of resource that you can look to for our experience, our advice, whatever we could offer. Our life experiences. So I think we should start probably by explaining the situation. Would you like to start off 
the story. Okay, I can start. I was very, very young when it happened. I was only seven years old. I'm the youngest of four siblings, so I'm the fourth. And obviously, I was so young, I was completely surprised. I did not see it coming at all. Uh, I actually don't, I've never talked about like this with you, I don't think, or any of our other siblings. Like if you guys saw it coming or had any idea that it was coming. I I don't think any of us really necessarily saw it coming. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also the situation in which our parents got divorced where it wasn't like they hated each other. They're always fighting all of that. And I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of arguments and things like that. But Mm -hmm. I think that they kind of made it a top priority to not do that in front of us. And so I think that kind of has something to do with us not really seeing Mm -hmm. it coming. But I mean, you were so young. Like, did you were even able to like process? Did you even know what it meant at the time? I honestly, I did not. I was so confused. (laughs) at first especially when like they sat us down to to tell us and I just think it was such a weird time in our lives and everything didn't really happen immediately it definitely took me a while to process it and understand it I don't think I really could process it until I was older because I don't know when you're that young it's you don't even think about it so there were so many years I was living in that that I wasn't thinking about it you know what I mean right to kind of paint the picture Nalia and I obviously were young and still living at home I was 13 or 14 years old I think I was in eighth grade when it happened um Mm -hmm. Nicole our older sister was in college so she wasn't living at home at the time I can't remember if Ryan was living at home or not at that moment yeah. But regardless, our parents pretty much sat everyone down. I guess Nicole was home for the weekend or whatever. We were all sitting in the living room on the couch and they kind of just sat in front of us and broke the news to us. Yeah. <laughs> At least I, this is what I remember happening. <laughs> yeah. I know that mom and dad told Ryan and Nicole before they told me and you. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I know specifically Nicole, they met her at that mall that we always meet at when we come halfway to meet our parents, like when we're in Athens and they're at home. They met her there and told her there. I know that's where she found out. I don't know where Ryan found out, but I'm pretty sure. just now finding this out. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm pretty sure they both knew before we knew and they just like happened to both be home there's there for moral support i guess for us oh my god i hate that well yeah (laughs) good for them i guess and i specifically remember the day it was like the weekend it was one of those you know cleaning days where you like wake up in the morning and like the music is blaring off of our tv and then they were just kind of like kids coming to the living room which like we should have known something was up because we didn't ever just have family meetings like that. That was not something that our family does. Yeah. But yeah, I remember, I mean, I feel like I was at the peak age where it literally felt like 
the worst thing in the world that could possibly happen. Like, obviously, in hindsight, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. But when you're that age, it's just all so confusing and you don't really know why. And I think they did a good job of making sure that we knew, you know, it wasn't our fault or anything like that. But it's still, I mean, it's just really hard to hear, you know, especially, like I said, when they didn't show that there were a lot of issues in their marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was kind of really blindsided. But I I remember right after they told us, I remember going directly to the computer because I don't think I had a cell phone at this time. And I Yahoo messaged not email message they had like a messaging system a yahoo message my best friend savannah i was like oh my god my parents are getting divorced (laughs) how does one respond to that literally i don't know i wish i could go back and read that conversation (laughs) like i just i can't believe i did that but that's like what i remember immediately like oh my god my parents are getting a divorce i can't believe this is happening (laughs) That's funny. At the time, was Graham living with us? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think she was because pretty soon after they Mm. told us, our dad moved in to the the basement. In our old house, our basement was kind of its own living quarters. It had a kitchen, like a living room, a bedroom, all of the things. So he kind of moved down there <laughs> and then mom stayed on the base level and all the kids were just sporadically everywhere. Yeah, that's also um, another strange thing to note about this divorce. It wasn't like, okay, we're getting a divorce and then everything changes. It was like yeah. the slowest, most gradual change. Like we all still lived in the same house for years. What seems yeah. like, was it actually years or I don't know. I I think it I was, think it was. Like two years. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, like, on different years. floors, but we were all still living in the same place. Yeah, very that is strange. Odd. <laughs> yeah, and then once my mom finally moved, my dad stayed in that house, um, and then that was when we kind of started the every single week packing up our entire lives in a TJ Maxx reusable shopping bag and And heading off to her other parents house (laughs) yes that was the beginning of the end (laughs) we got really good at packing Um. yes especially last minute I feel like I'm so good at that now you kind of just throw everything in the bag yes and you're out the door so that's kind of just the backstory about the divorce when it happened so fast forward to present day I think we have the strangest family dynamic in the world, but yes. I wouldn't have it any other way. And we truly cannot complain because it is, I mean, pretty much the best of both worlds. Our <laughs> parents are obviously still divorced. <laughs> Neither <laughs> have remarried, but we're still a very, very close family. I mean, we do everything together. Yeah, everything. We do all holidays together. We go vacations together. Sometimes I'll call my mom on a random Wednesday evening and my dad will be over there and they're just having dinner and she's cutting his hair. Like it's (laughs) the strangest thing in the world and very little people 
can wrap their heads around it and it's also mm-hmm. really hard to explain to people yes but it works <laughs> it was definitely a whole thing like in, yeah. in high school everyone just kind of knew because it happened like at that time but then when I'm starting to meet new people in college and beyond it's really hard to explain the family dynamic when they don't know them <laughs> yes yes it is but we are very grateful that we have what we have and even though it means we do not get two birthdays or two Christmases, <laughs> we are willing to pay that one price, the one perk mm-hmm. you're supposed to get from divorce. We don't get it, right. but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not upset fine. at all. <laughs> I think it's important to address, and I mean, maybe this is just a personal opinion, but I feel like most people in our family would agree that post-divorce of our parents, I feel like everybody in our family's relationships changed for the better. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a closer relationship with everybody in the family a lot more closer than it was previously. And I know that also helps with just getting older in general. But I mean, I think about our dad specifically, there's a lot of times that I don't remember him necessarily playing a huge, huge role in my life. Mm-hmm. And that was very circumstantial to the time pre-divorce and what he was going through and, and all that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like after the divorce, when we would have to stay at his house for a week straight, like, I don't know, I just feel like our relationship improved and we got a lot closer. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree for sure. But I think for me, it was more both mom and dad. Mm -hmm. I, because I was so young, I don't have any memories of them being together at all. Like, there's not a time that I remember them ever, you know, being together. I feel like my memories kind of start where they got divorced. So I definitely feel like since the divorce, my relationship with both of them has grown a lot. Obviously, just because I had to live with them separately. And even once you went off to college, it was just me and I was like alone there and was kind of forced to <laughs> grow those relationships. <laughs> and I also think because I was so young, it also grew. I mean, obviously, me and you, we were just like, we were the only two at home. So we were kind of in it together. And right. that definitely brought us together. And for. My other two siblings, I just really think that they always tried to be there for me, or really both of us, especially during that (laughs) beginning time of the divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, There was just like a lot of trying to, or what I remember, a lot of trying to kind of like distract and help us through it in a way that I definitely think built our relationship and made us all closer together. So -hmm. I definitely think that it was a good thing on the end of even just like our sibling relationships like the four of us are so much closer now and like that's what brought us together even though it's like Mm -hmm. it's sad to say but it is like it is what happened you know I think it's really common in families with divorce post-divorce with where the children 
get a lot closer. And I think it's because, I mean, in that time, especially in the beginning, it really feels like no one else in the world knows what you're going through except for that person or those people. And so I think that plays a really big part in improving that relationship and just having a new understanding for each other and a new kind of outlook on everything. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Makes me feel for only children that have to go through this because I can't even imagine having to deal with that without having anyone else to talk to about it. Yeah, I agree. I guess I can touch kind of on both of our oldest siblings a little bit, but especially with Ryan, me and Ryan are 18 years apart in age. So, I mean, when I tell people that I even have a close relationship with my brother, they're just like, how do you have anything that relates to him? Like, how do you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just been such a big part of like us, him being there for us so much and growing up and growing with us. And the same thing with Nicole. I remember I would come to Athens and I would stay with her for a week or a weekend or she was also like really there for us and helped us grow a lot. But I definitely think that plays a big role in, especially why me and Ryan have such a, because it is a really big age gap and it is hard to, well, it's not hard for us, but on the outside, it's hard to look at us and see how, you know, a 19 and a 36 year old would have a good, strong sibling connection. But we really, we really all do like despite the the age differences. I agree 100%. Do you think that having divorced parents has changed your outlook on relationships in general? Yes. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but. <laughs> uh, yes, I definitely think so. I think that for me, relationships are a lot scarier of an idea. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of it is because, you know, our parents were married for 25 years before they got divorced, which like that is a really big commitment. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's the thing that kind of hit me the most as I got older. So that's my whole lifetime. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. It's just very, it's hard. I definitely think that I'm much more picky with, obviously, because I've never been in a real relationship, (laughs) but I'm a lot more picky with a person that I would potentially date. Because if I don't see it going further or any potential in a person, like, at all, then I kind of know that's, like, not the person for me, you know? And I definitely think it's hard, especially looking towards the marriage side of things. Uh, I know I definitely want to get married someday and have kids, but that is a lot of commitment. (laughs) 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 and it's just very scary I definitely think I'm more reluctant to opening up to people when I'm talking to them or I'm very quick to judge or vice versa you know think that they are judging me or have Mm -hmm. a different view of me don't like me hate me you know like have a misinterpreted view of me and then I kind of shut things down which I'm very good at. 
<laughs> shutting things down. But yeah, I definitely think it has kind of warped my view on relationships and given me kind of a different insight of how important it is to really be picky and, you know, really wait for that person and don't settle just for any random person because odds are if you have to settle for someone you're not going to want them in the long run and you know things aren't going to work out so there's no point in settling you know how do you think it's affected your view um I feel like I co-sign on a lot of that I think I've also gone in a lot of waves. I mean, obviously, like since I'm older, I have been in the dating game longer than you have. <laughs> but I think I have gone in different phases where I, especially I think when I was younger, I had definitely a lot more of like a cynical look on relationships um, just because, I don't know, when you don't have a super great, perfect example of what a healthy relationship looks like, it's hard to kind of envision that for yourself, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know, I think as you get older and as you date more people, you kind of realize what you want and what you need in a partner. And I think that's just kind of something that comes with experience not necessarily anything that I've really changed on my end but Mm -hmm. I agree I think it definitely affects the kind of person that I am in relationships you know when I was actively dating I wasn't just kind of dating to date like if not even a few weeks in if I don't really see a long-term thing with this like it's not worth my time Uh, I know that's how you feel as well Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but I mean and and I don't even really want to call it like dating for marriage because yeah that's just that's a really long time away from when you're two weeks in dating someone but I don't know the idea is there and just in terms of just a relationship in general I think it definitely has had an effect on me in terms of just being an overthinker, I think, because, you know, in your mind, things can be going so well, but you never really know what's going on in the other person's head, I guess. And Mm -hmm. I think that just kind of stems from us seeing our parents' relationship and not seeing that there were a lot of issues, but there actually being issues. And so I think a lot of times that reflects in my own relationships and I start to like pick things apart in my head that aren't even there. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm just working through on my own time. <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of um, marriage specifically, I don't think it's necessarily made me not want to ever get married. I mean, I think I would definitely like to get married someday but it's definitely not something that I feel like has to be rushed or I'm not on like a timeline like oh I would like to be married by 30 or you know whatever like yeah I don't know I just realistically there's not a whole lot of things that change from when you're just dating someone to when you're actually married to them other than like 
tax benefits. So I don't really see the point. <laughs> That's not to say that I like want to be dating someone for 10 years and never get married. But I don't yeah. know. I just I feel like a lot of people our age for some reason really rush into marriage. And I think that's why the divorce rate is so high. Mm-hmm. Because I think people just aren't taking time to really look introspectively into their relationships. And yeah. they are so caught up in another person that they don't really take a step back and actually assess what's going on. I also think that people who have parents who are in like a long-term marriage have a completely different outlook on relationships and marriage than we would and people with divorced parents would, which I think is another reason why people who Mm -hmm. rush into marriage like that, that's what they've seen. So that's what they know, you know, and that's what they want. Yes, exactly. But something that I do think more recently that I've noticed has been kind of like an after effect of the divorce obviously long term that was like 13 (laughs) years ago but is kind of just like over my life I've been much more observant of other people in my life's relationships like my friends relationships other people in our family's relationships I don't know just like the people around me and kind of just like seeing things that are healthy, seeing things that aren't necessarily, you know healthy. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I feel like I've just wrestled with that a lot. Um, but I also think that that can be really good for me going into my like first real relationship being like, now I told my best friend not to allow someone to treat her like this. So right. why would I let you treat me like this? Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it's like, are you someone I could see myself with long term? And if you're not, why are we even having this conversation? And it's kind of a funny thing. Like you would think jumping into your first real relationship that it's not going to be perfect the first round, which it might not be. But I would just say that just because you don't have the experience doesn't mean it can't be a successful relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. I thought we should wrap up all of our thoughts and feelings on the topic today by kind of just addressing the fact that, you know, our situation with our family's divorce was 100% the best case scenario. And I think it's really important to recognize that because that isn't everyone's experience with divorce and divorce can be awful. It can be messy and ugly and extremely toxic. And it Mm -hmm. honestly and truly breaks families apart and can leave real scars and trauma on those who are affected by it, not just the people going through it, but everyone surrounding them. And so it's definitely not an easy topic to talk about for everyone. Um, Obviously, we had a really good situation, so it was something that we are able to speak on, but I know not everyone can say the same. I mean, I'm sure you have friends. I know I do. The family dynamic of their parents, and especially it's obvious when people have parents who don't get along and who don't co-parent well, 
it really takes a toll on those individuals. And it's, it's mm -hmm. really awful to see. And I'm not going to sit here and say our parents are hundred percent perfect and do the right thing every time. I don't think any yeah. parents do. That's just how parenting goes. But I mean, it's tough on people. Yeah. It really is. And my heart goes out to all the people who have to deal with that because it's not easy. Yeah. It's never easy, no matter where on the scale it is. You know, if you have your parents have the easiest divorce ever or it's they don't even speak. None of it's really easier than than any of the other one. And everyone's feelings about their parents' divorce is extremely valid. It's a very hard thing. And no matter where you are on the scale, it's okay to feel the way you feel. I think it's important to note. I agree. Well, I think this was an amazing episode. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I'm a little biased because it's our experience, but I think some really important things were said here today, and I'm really glad mm -hmm. that we did this. Yes, me too. <laughs> so that concludes our episode today. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening on this heavy topic day. <laughs> Hopefully you made it through. Um, <laughs> be sure to give us a five-star rating on wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps us and helps us get up there in the charts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Afterthoughts Pod. Yes. Thanks again for listening and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.